welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital marketing expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 311 of The Big Show. And thank you so much, as ever, for tuning in. I, I very much appreciate it. So in last week's episode, I talked about the trends that you want to think about in 2021. And I got an email from Steve in Chicago who said, Tim, I'm very surprised that you didn't talk about artificial intelligence. Does this mean that the artificial hype cycle is over? <laughs> and Steve, thank you, first of all, for the email. And I want to remind all of you that you can email at podcast at timpeter.com. But it's a great question. And I I kind of feel a little bad. I really should have mentioned AI. Not because I, and I didn't mention it, not because I don't think it's important. Wow, that's a lot of negatives. Let's try that a different way. I didn't mention it even though it is important, but because it's starting to become somewhat invisible. It's starting to um, just be built into things naturally. It is incredibly important. It is incredibly powerful. And I do want to talk about this. We have definitely hit, um, if you think about Gartner's hype cycle, and I will link to their most recent one about AI in the show notes because there's some interesting stuff going on there. But we're definitely in the trough of disillusionment stage or heading into the trough of disillusionment stage of the hype cycle when it comes to artificial intelligence in just generally and, and certainly in sales and marketing. You know, it's been such a hyped technology that it's understandable that we're going to get to a point where people are going to start to ask questions about, you know, its utility. Um, there was a great piece in Scientific American the other day. And I think we set a record because I think that's the first time I've ever quoted Scientific American here on the show. But uh, they asked, will artificial intelligence ever live up to its hype? And to be fair, Steve Zaker of Solo Segment and I asked a similar question on the Search Chat podcast over a year ago. Gosh, October of 2019. Because there's a ton of hype around AI. And the easy answer to Scientific American's question is, well, no. No, it will never live up to its hype. AI is so hyped that it would be impossible for just about any technology, just about anything, to achieve all of the things people propose it will do for us someday. If you spend any time on the Singularity subreddit, which I like, it's a great it's a great source of information and insight often. But sometimes you'll get people suggesting how AI will do things like end poverty and introduce world peace. <laughs> and I'm pretty optimistic about what artificial intelligence can do for your business and why it's important and what it will do for the world more broadly. And even those are a bit too glass half full for me. You know, uh, <laughs> call me crazy, but 
for some reason, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just cynical, but I really think we are likely to continue to have wars in the future. And AI is not really going to do anything to change that. In fact, I'm afraid it's just going to make some war more efficient or effective. So <laughs> I, I'm incredibly optimistic about the technology. I also try to keep, you know, one foot grounded while I think about it. Now, part of the problem is one of definition. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but there is a difference between what most people think of when they talk about AI of artificial general intelligence, which is a machine that can learn how to do anything. You know, think the Star Trek computer. Think um, the most, you know, advanced robots you see in science fiction. You know, the uh, Commander Data actually from uh, Star Trek is probably a better example than the Star Trek computer. And that would be an artificial general intelligence that can do anything. And artificial intelligence and narrow artificial intelligence, which is what we see most business applications use. And that's the part that I'm pretty optimistic about and, and use a lot. Now, you know, Klaus Kohlmeier of Ideas uh, recently said in a panel related to the travel industry, he said, when we have conversations with our customers about new methodologies, we don't talk about what we are using to achieve the goals. We talk about what the ROI is and what the output is and how it's going to make their business better. And I think that's really smart because it's not about the tech. It's one of the reasons I didn't bring it up as a trend in last week's show. Because sometimes AI, a narrow AI that is focused on solving a very specific problem is the right answer. And sometimes traditional code, traditional program, project development, program development is the right approach to solve the problem. However, what you also want to think about is that people are using AI, are using artificial intelligence to solve very real-world problems. It's a really big honking deal. And it's very effective, very useful in terms of driving improved results. McKinsey had a study that showed among high performers, and this is a quote, 20% or more of enterprise-wide EBIT, so earnings before interest and taxes, in 2019 was attributable to their AI use. Now, that's a huge statement. They took a look at high-performing firms and they took a look at low-performing firms, and they found that the high performers were driving a fifth of their earnings from using AI. Now, I want to point out the flip side of this. They weren't driving 100% or more of their EBIT from using AI, but they were getting a little extra boost because there are times when AI is going to do things more efficiently and more effectively for you. Think of the way Google uses AI in its search results. I mean, you're, you're interacting with an AI all the time. If you think about BERT, which more properly is considered, you know, machine learning or natural language processing. Again, we've got some terms problems here, but it's all of a piece. 
right? For the purposes you're going to care about, much like Klaus Kallmeyer talked about, you don't really care about the underlying technology per se. You do care, is it something that is self-improving? Is it getting better all the time? Is it improving the results all the time without having to pay programmers to go in and make changes all the time? Because that's going to cut into your earnings because that's going to drive up your cost. So Google uses this technology, BERT, in its search results to understand the questions people ask and give higher quality answers. And we see that every day. If you look at what Google is doing with Google Analytics, they're doing something very, very similar. If you look at what Microsoft is doing with its new Clarity Analytics product, they're doing something very similar. If you look at what Salesforce is doing with its Einstein piece, that's again doing something very similar. If you look at what you know, companies who create um, pricing algorithms do, they're doing something similar. They're not trying to create an AI that you know can talk to you and take over the world or any of those kinds of things. They're using it to solve very narrow problems and very specific problems. And they're doing a really great job of that. In fact, there's another study that I thought was really fascinating from Lin Wu at the Wharton School and pointed out that, quote, Contrary to the popular notion that robots will replace human labor, we find robot-adopting firms employed more people over time. Any displacement of labor came from firms that did not adopt robots. These non-adopting firms actually lost their competitiveness, and they had to lay off workers. Now, I did a podcast episode a couple years back that said AI won't steal your job. Smart people who put AI to work will. And that's precisely what Lin Wu's research has found. Because the point isn't that AI is going to change the world everywhere. The point isn't that it's going to bring world peace. The point is it may change your world because your competitors who are using AI-enabled tools and using that to improve their sales, to improve their marketing, to improve their operations, to improve their efficiency, are going to be able to beat you. It's, it's just like if you're trying to run a race and you're running as fast as you can and your competitor is on a horse or is in a car, well, candidly, they're going to kick your ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's not necessarily because the horse is going to outrun you. They're drive, they're riding the horse. They're leading the horse in the right direction or they're driving the car in the right direction. But also they're using the strength of the horse or the speed of the car to their advantage. And in business, that's how we want to think about AI. That's how we want to think about these tools. That's why it is a huge trend, but it's also why it's becoming invisible. You know, nobody says the, the horse outran the runner. They're saying you're silly to try and run a race against a horse in the first place. <laughs> right? So don't try to outrun the horse. Try to ride it. Try to do what smart companies are doing and smart businesses are doing. And don't worry about if it's all hype Worry about, as Klaus Kallmeyer said, is it helping you achieve your goals? Is it helping you improve your ROI? 
Is it helping make your business better? And if it is, then it's the right horse to ride. And if it isn't, there are other good horses. Again, you're not going to get 100% of your EBIT, but you might get 20%. And it's a trend that's only going to accelerate. We're seeing increasing upgrades in computing power. There's, there's a whole new technology on the horizon that today only exists in a lab called the quantum computer that I'm not going to spend much time on here, you know, because they're going to take a while to trickle down to business applications. But they expect, uh, IBM just said the other day, the, the CEO of IBM said that they will have, they expect commercial quantum computers by 2023. That's only two years from now. Now, again, they're going to be solving problems like, you know, weather forecasting and the like. But we know that technology will trickle down over time because that's what technology does. And the power that they will bring to artificial intelligence maybe gets us to a place where, you know, AI starts to live up to some of the hype we have today. I still don't think it's going to bring us world peace. <laughs> but we're certainly entering a world where that's going to be the norm. You know, it's not going to be some people are running on foot and some people are riding a horse. It's going to be you're only riding horses or you're only driving cars because the people who are running on foot are going to be left in the dust. So what can you do about this? Well, first, think like my friend Klaus Kallmeier and think about results first. If it is a tool that is helping you, then you want to get on that horse. If it's not, then don't worry about it. Use what's working for you today, but focus on results, not on the tech that gets you there. Second, look at tools that are working for others in your industry, or better yet, outside your industry, and say, where are people using AI effectively to improve their sales, their marketing, their operations? And third, Focus on how you're going to use artificial intelligence to solve a business problem. How does it make your marketing more effective? How does it make your marketing more efficient? How will it help you set or manage prices more effectively or more efficiently? How will it drive more sales? How will it improve customer service? Because that's what you want to think about an AI as. You're not looking for commander data. You're not looking for something that can do everything for you. You're saying we have a problem that today we haven't been able to solve or we're getting outrun by our competition and we need to find a way to catch up or even better, pass them by. That's what you're looking for AI to do for your business. That's the trend you should be paying attention to. That's why it's hugely important that you think about this for how it will affect your business in 2021 and 2022 and 2023. You do have to recognize it's going to become increasingly invisible. It's just going to be built in under the hood. But also you have to think about the fact that it is going to pass you by if you're not thinking about how it works in your business today and how you're using it to improve your business today. So if you're thinking about trends for 2021, yeah, you definitely should think about AI. And if you're thinking about AI, it's definitely time to get on that horse.
Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all our episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 311. You can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find on timpeter.com slash podcast to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. Just do a search for Tim Peter Thinks, Tim Peter Thinks Out Loud, or Thinks Out Loud. We should show up for any of those. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. If you've listened to even a smidgen of 311 episodes that we've done to this point, I'd like to think you like it. So it would really be helpful if you could uh, provide us uh, some feedback in those ratings and reviews. It will help people find us. It will help us show up better in their search engines. And it helps new listeners understand what the show is all about. It means so much to me, and I very much appreciate it. You can also find Things Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates. You can find us on LinkedIn by going to linkedin.com slash Associates, And you can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. <laughs> I know it should be Tim Peter Associates, but it's not. What are you going to do? Uh, you can also email me by sending an email to podcast at timpeter.com like my friend Steve at the start of the show. Again, that is podcast at timpeter.com. As ever, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Thinks Out Loud is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment uses machine learning, natural language processing, and all of the cool stuff we've been talking about today to use anonymous behavioral data to connect website visitors with the content they need to accomplish their goals. And they do all of this using anonymous data to protect privacy while still driving business results. You can learn more by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. With that, I want to say thank you again so much for tuning in every single week. Uh, This is episode 311 of the show. I've done this for years now and hundreds of episodes, and I simply wouldn't do it without you. It means so much to me that you tune in week after week, and it makes it so gratifying for me. I really, I really genuinely appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of the week wherever you are. I hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead, and I will look forward to talking with you here on Things Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody. <laughs>